1: The good old trade deadline. <laughs> the good old trade deadline. really like Never heard anyone. What's up, everybody, and welcome into our trade deadline special. <laughs> Let's go! Let's
0: go. Er- 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 yeah, not afraid. Uh, I traded it for two second-round picks. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> looking forward to using those <laughs> later on.
1: Uh, I don't know. We were, I guess we're presented by DraftKings. Uh, I got the squad with me over here. Of. Uh, uh, we're going to go in order of optimist to pessimist, and I'm going to start with Brendan Vote. Okay.
2: Still feeling good. Number one team in the West, best player in the league. They're the team everyone else had to catch up with. There are better teams out there going forward. Beat the best to be the best, baby. Let's do this. I know you mean business today because you put on real shoes. That's right. Holy man. smokes. <laughs> left, left the Subus at home. Socks and everything, too. <laughs> the Subus. Wow. wow. Uh,
1: moving down just a slightly in terms of optimism, I got Harrison Wind. <sighs>
3: Yeah, I'm definitely more optimistic than D line.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: um, that's not saying much though.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll be as optimistic let's, as Vote. Let's talk ourselves up, man. Let's get yeah. ourselves into it. I've got hope. And then representing the doom and gloom of the show, it's D line.
0: Listen, I don't have doom and gloom for the Denver Nuggets. I cannot believe the trade that just. I just. I am so beside myself.
1: It I am doesn't so feel beside good.
0: Me. I am so beside myself right now.
1: It doesn't feel good. Like, you know, not that feelings mean everything. We talked a lot about when the Nuggets are in the position that they're in. A lot of times you lose the tr- the press conference. The trades you make are not the ones that are like fun or exciting. When you're a young team, man, every prospect's exciting. You just talk yourself into what totally. they could be. Totally. Um, at this stage, it's not. That being said, to recap, what's happened today is still a little bit surprising. The first move of the day: Thomas Bryant is traded to the Denver Nuggets at the cost of one Davon Reed, basically a zero for the Nuggets. He wasn't playing. Friend of the show. Friend of the show, but nobody wanted him to to <laughs> be in a rotation in any capacity. And then three second round picks. Just toss those things. Yeah, those are out worthless. <laughs> Who wants those? Yeah. three potential Nikola <laughs> <laughs> wow. like, Jokic's. Wow, I can't believe it. Three second round picks, and they get Thomas Bryant. The second move of the day. Also with Los Angeles, this time with the Clippers, sending Bones Highland to the Clippers and receiving two second-round picks, those being the Clippers' picks in 23 and 25. In the 23, likely to be, what, the 50th pick? I mean, it's going to be a top-10 record team, so it'll probably be round 50th. Um, Harrison, let me start with you. Where do you want to start with these two? Just your general sense of those two moves. Are you surprised, and what's your first thought with them?
3: I mean... The Thomas Bryant move is the more important one. The Bones Highland one is the one that everybody's going to react to more. Probably. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's kind of what the deal is. But I mean, we should probably start with the Bones move. I mean, that's the bigger news of the day, I think. And look, I'm not surprised that he was moved. He hasn't played for over a week. It's been obvious the writing has been on the wall. And to get two second round picks back for him, that's that's like nothing. It's as low of a trade return as I could have thought they Mike would Puscala get. package. Yeah, it's pretty much nothing. And I mean, what you have to take from that is the Nuggets were just done with him. You know, they went into this trade deadline thinking our best option with his situation is to trade him to just rid ourselves of him, and to just kind of end this story now, not let this become a distraction the rest of the year. I mean, it's been clear to me that Michael Malone lost trust in him on the court. I don't think Calvin Booth viewed him as a piece going forward, and just a lot of the stuff that's happened I feel like over the last week and last month has even lowered his trade value from where it was. So um, it sucks, but I think in this situation, you kind of just got to trust Calvin Booth. And trust the organization and think that, you know, for a championship team, this is a move that Calvin Booth felt like had to be made. right. This is just what he thought
1: business had to be done. The idea of trust in Calvin Booth, you know, he's new. this just goes his list of moves is very short. They've been great. KCP yep. was great. Bruce Brown was great. Christian Brown has been great. This is the first one that, like, when it first happens, you're kind of like, I guess the Christian Brown move. I think a lot of when it happened, and even at well, some League DeAndre Jordan signing was, yeah, the DeAndre Jordan signing as well. But, but I'm just saying that's like a, such a small move, sure. though. I mean, but you're right, it was it, the first, but is it a bad move? Honestly, in the hindsight, Jordan yeah,
2: signing? It, after the Thomas Bryant trade, it's I think it's fine. Like,
1: I mean, but I move, mean, has it cost Denver this year? Like, he's been, not really, no, you're, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, no, it, no, no, what no, sucked no. about that move is it happened right away, <laughs> it, was and the it felt like it felt like, but the truth is they brought in a guy who's been a good mentor on a veteran minimum who's I, had I, I almost no that. impact on the on court stuff on the
2: roster and I'm yeah. playing.
1: Um, but either way, I mean, it doesn't matter. We don't have to argue that point. I'm just saying the Christian Brown one was the one that d- maybe didn't feel great early on and then, you know, now has felt really good. But this is the first time like now you make a move and it's like, man, n- nothing feels right at the moment.
0: Yeah. Okay. So man, <laughs> I uh I I get it like uh, bones clearly uh, wanted to be traded. Like the, there was obviously things happening behind the scenes that we're not privy to, uh, that can't be ignored. There's things that are personal. I mean, I, I I don't know the whole story. We don't know the entire story, but I mean, obviously this trade shows you that it was a they were they both felt like they were in a situation they couldn't move on from. I mean, I just I I don't know. The one thing that I can look to is be uh, that. It does open up a roster spot, and we will be in a place to talk about the buyout market. As far as just, like, asset management, like, I mean, I, I'm sick. I just, I'm absolutely sick. Like, they, they had a player in Bones that they hit on late in the draft, which is a rarity. Or at least it's, it's if not a rarity, it's not common. Um, it, the Rookie Rising Stars game, he made it both
1: years, which tells you roughly he's in the top, what, Ten of the class,
0: yeah, yeah, and he in he, terms of performing what he's y- done so far, yes. And they essentially traded that for what will amount to the fiftieth pick, the, the two years in a row. Like, uh, so they gave him. Th- I mean, they just cut bait. They like, yeah. completely. They got absolutely nothing back um, of value. And I, you know, my contention this entire time is that we really need depth more than anything, and having you know now. The point guard core for the Denver Nuggets consists of one guy that's not actually a true point guard in uh, Bruce Brown, and then Ish Smith and Jamal Murray. It's like I, I don't I don't feel great about that. Like I, I, we'll see what what comes with the buyout market, but I just the saga and the story of Bones Island in, in Denver is is going to be a tragic one um, for you. Like we're gonna look back on this. It's just one even even if it he doesn't succeed elsewhere, it's just. The way this all went is just—it's—it's it's a bummer. And it is
1: possible. You're right that he becomes an
0: R.J. Hampton, like where it's
1: just—it's totally possible. Kind of like, well, I hate to see what he becomes in a few years. And then you're like, well, he actually never even got on the. It's court. An, it's
0: entirely possible. I mean, Bone Thailand is by no means a sure thing. Um, he looked incredible coming out of last year. He's looked very shaky for the most of this year, and the fact that he was like so, you know, that there was clearly some sort of trouble in the locker room does not speak well for his uh for his future but i and did, that I, trouble
1: is big like you keep saying you know not privy to this or that i mean there have been a lot of stories that have either come out publicly or you know have obviously have been, been shared with wind or, my, or myself or, or with vote here over the last few weeks it's very clear and this is why over the last week you know it's been oh on the bench he's looked happy and this or that like that stuff to me is window dressing like guys that can sit next to each other <laughs> on a bench or something is different from you know some conflicts when go ahead you want to chime in on it
0: no, I'm, no. Go, go I'm, I'm just saying that well, to, to, me, more, clear, to me it's more the, the MPJ, the people come, the, the players coming out and emphatically saying that they're in his corner. Right. The the, MPJ and, and but here's But here's DeAndre the thing about Jordan. roster
1: building in the NBA. It's not just about like, do these pieces, are they good pieces? It's all about do they fit? And it's not even just about do they fit on the court. It's do they fit timelines? Do they fit personality, opportunity, like you're competing. At the end of the day, you're both part of a team working together but also competing with each other for opportunity. Sure, sure, sure. And I think that Bones had a little bit of that. And then, look, I do think that this is very clearly a situation that came to a head where I don't think Denver does this if it's like – if uh, they thought it was salvageable. If it's Vlaco Chanchard, you know, and they're just like, well, we're not using him, so we should move him for... No-, but, no, this was this to me feels like they were like, we have to do something.
2: Was not some of the reporting for the last three days, well, actually, they don't have to, and if the you returns know. are so bad, they won't do it. Now we're just dropping that line. You, do
1: you know what that was, though? Smoke?
2: Yeah, trying to get CBS. that price... Trying to get the price I, up. Sure, I mean, sure. I, but let's just, which is fair. let's just acknowledge that, though, I want to say. It's a bad return. Now, Bones plays a large role in this being a bad return. Right. Like Bones... We've learned this was a two-way street, the desire to move on to some extent. So Bones plays a huge role in this. When he left the floor early.
3: And then left the arena.
2: (laughs) He did damage to his value, right? So this is not all the Nuggets on the Nuggets front office. No. But there's a bottom line to evaluating the return. Where were we with Bones a year ago? If I told you two seconds for Bones, You'd be like, what happened? Yeah. Exactly. you'd be like, something terrible happened. Something terrible, and
1: happened. indeed, something did. I mean, I likened this. I think two weeks ago, when it first started to p- bubble up, I likened it to the Nurkic situation. I said this one feels more like Nurkic than it does Beasley or any of these other ones, where it's like this is headed for an unhappy ending. And what happened with Nurkic? You had to include a first-round pick to get back Mason Plumlee. Right. Right. You essentially gave up the best player and a pick yeah. to get back, just because you had to get out of a situation. And it just feels the same for Denver that this is one where Denver, and maybe they are proven right. The same way they were proven right by making that trade hmm. with Nurkic, we still think they should have gotten something better out of Nurkic. Like yeah. it's, he was a good enough player, but in in the end, it still was like, yeah, but Denver was just needed to move on. And they got to that spot. By the way, the Hornets just made a trade. The, or I'm sorry, the Clippers just got Mason Plumlee. Yep. so what? and and, and at the out, cost Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson, which is interesting because I keep wondering is Bones even going to play for the Clippers. We'll get to that here in a little bit. But yeah. I don't. I, Reggie Jackson going out the door maybe helps. That Luke Kennard going out the door maybe gives him an opportunity yeah. there.
3: I just think you know more on like why the Nuggets felt like they could trade Bones for only two second rounders and really get nothing in return is because. I don't think the Nuggets think that Bones Highland would have played a role in them winning a championship this season. I I don't think Mike Malone trusted him in the the playoffs. I don't think Calvin Booth trusted him as a core important piece of this team moving forward. Um, And if that's the case, like, yeah, you can make the argument of, oh, let's just keep him on the roster and not play him and then reassess in the summer. But the probably best thing to do is just get rid of it right now and just start clean. And, look, you just have to you just have to evaluate every move the Nuggets make from the perspective of does this help them win a championship this season? Does Bones Highland help them win a championship this, se- this, well, this season? Does two second round picks? I don't think he does. Could he... Hurt the Nuggets' chances at winning a championship this season. I think he could have. He, right. well, I
0: can't. I can't buy that. Like he, I watched him win a playoff game for the Denver Nuggets yep. nearly single-handedly. Like I don't. He's not a different player. He's just like things have been. Uh, in when we spoke to him, he talked about just having insecurity and in what his role was what he was supposed to be doing sharing the the floor with Jamal listen i i don't view bones highland as the answer to the denver nuggets in the playoffs i just think that to me at the end of the day like this boils down to just like terrible asset management like just having something of value and tr- flipping it for absolutely nothing in a place at a time where truly like depth is going to be something that is going to be required. Reco- i mean has been proven to us beyond a shadow of a doubt in the last two years, like depth is very important when you head into the playoffs. If you lose somebody, somebody gets injured, whatever, um, you need to have some other people be able to step up. We'll see if they address it in the buyout market. I mean, I, I, I am obviously leaving room open here to see, you know, what further moves happen. If this just happened, if like, it's just this way. Uh, and Max, I don't l- go, go away. If I, am being emotional, like, <laughs> get out of the chat. Um, <clears throat> I'm explaining, like a lot of people feel this way. like it's I, I they just need like if if they don't address the hole that's left and and don't get any depth back, I'm going to consider this a massive failure. This is like a a deal that could easily be made in the off season. There's no reason to to push this right now unless there is so, – and again, I'm leaving complete room open to let's see what happens. Do you
1: think even if – I mean, we, again, we're not – we don't know the degree to what this distraction was. People like Michael Porter Jr. did come out and, and say they support him. But is it possible that the Nuggets did view it as, hey, it's way more likely to be an anchor on us than than just a nothing?
0: It could be. I mean, listen, that – I am not privy to anything that goes on in the locker room. It could absolutely be that way. I mean, uh, it, this – Hints that that's what it is, is that they they like this is a, a move that has urgency to it, that feels fabricated. Um, and so you got to think, that obviously, there's a lot more to the story. I just from a pure like looking at a basketball team standpoint, like I just hate giving up something of value for something of no value. How much of this
1: do you think has to do with the shift from Tim Conley to Calvin Booth? Meaning I don't think Calvin Booth would have picked Bones two years ago. Right. And part of that, I, th- I honestly think there's something to this. Like, if you look at Tim Conley, he did a lot of great things, obviously for Denver. I don't like the revisionist history. Like the core, the starting lineup outside of KCP was a Tim Conley built team. But if you look at like Bull Bowl when he drafted him, I remember the thought was, man, he could be incredible. But does Denver need incredible right now? And isn't it more likely that it's just going to be like ambiguous whether or not you should keep him or this or that? And I wonder if Bones Highland was the same play where. Part of the risk when you take a player like that isn't just are they going to hit or are they not, but it's also like is it going to work out from a patient standpoint? And a, like Christian Brown is not gunning for Jamal Murray's yeah. role.
2: I would think even before the rift or perceived rift or whatever, Booth probably had a fundamentally different perspective on Bones as right. a prospect than Tim. And then there's also the added element of, you know, Tim will trade guys, but Tim treats players like people and and not assets. That's not to imply that Calvin is. I'm going to finish the point, um, but that like he may not have he. There's like a human element to Tim. Oh, I want this to work out, right? And that can be sure. for better or worse. Uh, so he may have had a different perspective on the whole thing, and I do think Cal,
1: right, like like players like Malik Beasley, it's kind of a miracle. In hindsight, that he didn't become as disgruntled as say Bones so, is right now. Yeah, it just but nothing ever happened with Porter that. Porter said that after the game. You know, he
2: said there have been guys here who are good players, good offensive right. players, Jeremy Grant, Malik Beasley. But what we're doing in Denver isn't congruent with their aspirations. That's the case here. But I also think it's probably true that from day one, Booth probably viewed Bones a little differently
1: than Connolly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. I think so as well. Looking at the roster now. It, it is pretty – I think Calvin Booth's fingerprints are all over it at this very moment. I mean, even Davon Reed, you know, being gone now, you look at this roster and think, who is the – this is pretty much all his roster. Yeah. Wouldn't you say? Is there any lingering pieces of this that are not – that are holding? Well, I mean,
3: Nikola Jokic is Tim Connolly, of course. No, uh, well, So I mean, is Jamal Murray. What I,
1: I don't mean brought in. I don't yep. mean brought in. I just mean guys that he likes, like Nikola Jokic, every GM would like. <laughs> Aaron Gordon, I think every GM would like. I'm just saying – we think of Calvin Booth, his stated goal for this team has been like Jokic, Murray, and a bunch of defensive-minded guys with size and length, and that's kind of what's left. Yeah. Like, the players that didn't fit that
0: are no longer on the roster, and it's like, okay, yeah. well... I mean, I got to say, I, I really like the Thomas Bryant move. Yeah. I do. I Let's mean, get I, into it now. Thomas yeah, yeah. I, I started off the day, like, hyped. Like I was like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like, this is a, you know... The backup five is another—those are the two areas of need that we've been talking about all season. Backup five and more recently, for me anyway, was the backup one. Um, And Thomas Bryant's the only center in the NBA that I saw, like, really get over on (laughs) Nikola Jokic this year, other than maybe Joel Embiid. Uh, But, like— he was a, Thomas Bryant is like a, a quality player. Like to get that as your your backup five. I mean that's so he's on an expiring contract. You know, like he it, this yeah. clearly seems
1: like a write out the season type move, but nonetheless.
0: I mean, I like I I like the player. Like I like the player. It 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 actually creates a little bit more or less confusion at that Does it that position. I think that, that well, I guess you're right. I, see, I'll, let me
1: disagree with you in, the, in one way on that last part, because I'm with you. I like Thomas Bryant, and he provides something that Denver didn't have, which is a true center, a true backup center. Exactly. That's not DeAndre. I mean, right. That is more of just like he can do some stuff. He's not great defensively. In fact, I would say he's below average for a center defensively. And then offensively, he's above average. He's, he's really good. But here's the thing, Harrison, and I'm curious your thought on this. The idea of the Zeke-Vlatko combo was you could switch everything, you were very switchy, and and you're a defensive-minded lineup. I look at it now and I go, Denver either sticks with that and Brian collects DNPs all the time or some of the times. You mix it up where sometimes you go to Thomas Bryant, sometimes you don't, and then like Malone's never really been good at that, so I kind of am skeptical of it. Or you play Zeke at the four, but you've lost the switchability. So is it as good of a defensive lineup? Like a Zeke... Is his value the fact that he allows you to switch everything, and once you move him off that, it's no longer valuable?
3: Yeah, that is his value. His value is as a defender, and um, it's funny. We saw that all-defense lineup a couple games ago when it was just like Zeke and Bruce Brown and KCP.
0: Qu-
1: and- qu- quick qu- oh, trade no. here that pisses me off. The Blazers are trading Gary Payton II to... The Warriors he
0: goes right back. He
1: just goes right back to the Warriors for five second round picks. What is this? He with second round picks this season. I hate they're this like k- Bitcoin.
3: They have no value.
0: know <laughs> <I'm, yeah, laughs> yeah, no,
1: that's so true. They're just they're, they're,
0: they're
3: just whatever you
0: want dude, them like, to be. This is the most astounding number of second round picks I've ever but seen. But traded. more
1: importantly, like Gary Payton is a, was so good for the Warriors last year. They won that freaking championship with him on the court in the clutch <laughs> against the Celtics.
2: <laughs> the Blazers got off Gary Payton too to get
1: Kevin Knox. That's so are that they a tax they, move? Are they tearing is that it down? Just a tax move? It might They're be a tearing tear it down. down. They're tearing be, right? it down. They're all of their moves. We'll get to other teams moves here in a little bit cuz there's a lot. But I just wanted to interject cuz that one bums me out. The Warriors, you worried about them making moves <laughs> and here they are. <laughs> bringing yeah, the old we'll band see. back together.
3: We'll see. No, Zeke's value was as a switchable backup 5. I think Thomas Bryant's just a flat out better player though and I think he's going to be the backup yeah. center. Yeah. I mean, Thomas Bryant like He has the highest true shooting percentage in the NBA. Um, He's the only player in the NBA with at least 60 dunks in under 900 minutes. He's the athletic lob threat. I think that the Nuggets were hoping DeAndre Jordan was going to be this season. To That that he just hasn't been. That'd be great for both. (coughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, I just think (laughs) this move for Thomas Bryant, it fills what has been the biggest hole on the Nuggets roster all season. Backup center. I yeah. mean, how many hours have we spent on these couches talking about backup center? It's true. It was nauseating. I hated it. <laughs> now the Nuggets, like I think, have a backup center. I think Zeke Naji has played well. I don't think what he's done has like locked him in as the Nuggets right. backup five in the playoffs. I don't think he's played to that level. I just think Thomas Bryant's better.
1: Is he more useful in the
3: regular
0: season or postseason? To me, it's that it gives them the opportunity to play big or play small. Like they have those situations where you're like, okay, we're going up against a big man, we need to bring in Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, now that can be Thomas Bryant. And if they want to be more dynamic, have yeah. that switchability, then they still have Zeke. I mean, I like, again, like this to start the day, I was like, "Oh, hell yes. Like I like this move. This is good. This is cool." Like I'm just I'm just gut punched right now, like I'm having a hard time <laughs> but i I, you, I really do I do like what we what do we you got buy there. though because I'm with you, Eric,
1: that in principle, this gives you multiple looks. I just Malone has never d- been good at like, oh, I have multiple choices yeah, to make with a rotation. He like kind of
2: tried to do it with Jordan zeke slash maybe right. said that more than he actually did it. He kind of like right switched it's from so, one true. Option yeah, the yeah. Other. So I don't know. Is it possible that
1: Zeke just plays power forward for once? I know, but we were just talking about this defensively. It takes a little bit of the bite off of. It. If you bit. have a, especially if it's a bad defensive center. Yeah, also, a little like, bit. Yeah, a little d-
0: bit. You'd, you'd probably rather have like Vlatko play that, or. Like I was thinking, <laughs> like my me. I was thinking last like night, Vlatko. like the, the the other options, Jeff. Yeah. Defensively, that's the ideal bench lineup is, in my view, is, I guess jamal at the yes. one okay that's
3: everybody forgets about the bench like jamal Murray. yeah, yeah of course. With the bench. but
0: he can't play the entire time like they're gonna have think about gonna, a playoff game though that's what i would think about so it's jamal and then bruce. bruce brown at the two christian brown at the three um and then i would go vlatko at the four and now thomas bryant at the five
1: i would agree with that yeah you think michael malone agrees with it i think at times i mean I think that Vlad- he's never played Vlacko though. Like this is the thing we're predicting him to do something he's never done. He's just gonna play Jeff. He's played Green. all season. Well, yeah, but um, when people have been heard and like through, the- he's never played him over Jeff Green and over Sikanaji.
3: He's he never played been- him over Jeff Green in one game recently.
1: But I'm just saying, like it has never been the we need a power forward. I have three options. Vlacko is yeah. my guy over those other two. I'm with you, though, because I like Flacco a lot. I just think he's good. He does a lot he of is, two-way stuff. He's, he's been great, lately, And I like Zeke as well. I just I worry it might be Jeff.
2: I'm, <laughs> we'll I'm so,
1: I, Me too, man.
0: If we're going, like,
2: what, do, what does Malone really want to do in his heart of hearts? He wants to, he wants to play. I
0: play don't play. know. We saw Jeff get supplanted the last couple of games. I last, feel like he I, has. He has. I feel like that tide has turned a little bit. It might have. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I, I it's possible. believe that. I'll be I
1: cautiously optimistic with f- the tide I think it's on. true. They're I'm not holding my breath. Are the Nuggets better than they were? Twenty-four hours ago,
3: yeah, they are. I think they are. Too. They absolutely they are. are. I think they are. I mean, Thomas Bryant, I think, is a significant upgrade at backup center. I agree. And I really don't think losing Bones Highland makes them any worse. I don't. Especially if you're talking about this team in the playoffs. He wasn't playing, right?
2: Yeah, no, he wasn't. Twenty-four hours ago, he was DNP.
0: It doesn't. It, to me, they have gotten better with the team that they're going to put out on the floor because Bones Highland was not going to be that guy. It just always comes back to he was depth. either
1: going to be a distraction or a nothing, yeah he was not going to be a positive bench
0: <laughs> to me thing. it's yeah to me it's depth and, and asset management that I hate, but like that's not necessarily the conversation for right now, like the nuggets are better than yeah. they were yesterday, for sure, yeah, because bones wasn't playing, you know, I
2: don't even think you can think about bones' value to the team a he played poorly b. It's been DMPs for a couple of weeks. I also
1: see he kind
3: of did this to himself. Yeah, Yeah, he also. I mean, oh, for sure. I don't want to
1: make this sound like solely this or that.
3: He's got a lot of blame
1: in this too. A lot of blame, probably a majority of it, to be honest, (laughs) for bringing Um,
3: down a lot of his value too. uh, Yeah, like
1: sometimes. I mean, same thing happened to Nurkic. Like when Nurkic spiraled out, it was like, oh well, he's good. You get something for him, and by the end, you're like, well, this just sucks. And
0: we're going to be talking about this for years. I promise. This will be for years. I predict we won't. I, I don't. I don't think we will. I think that we will. I really do. I think what this is going to have, like this is going to be a just chatter in the in the in the Nuggets sphere for for a long time. I do. I mean, Bones Highland at
3: best this season was going to be the Nuggets' eighth best player in the playoffs.
0: He's not been playing. well. Maybe but, their seventh on his best night. I mean, think about how we felt about him. At the end of last year, oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think that what we're seeing now is the apex of Bones Highland. Right yeah. now, it's like we're seeing him at his low, at his nadir. Totally, totally. And we're we are judging him at his current status about. with the team, not just who what yeah. kind of player he is. So it's <laughs> like I, I don't know. We'll see what happens, obviously, but it's <laughs> yeah. just, the, just the, the live chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 15 <laughs> <laughs> that's my text we haven't heard
1: from in 15 years <laughs> <The> <laughs> hilarious the text. I'll to share off sc- off screen um all right so that so that's where we are with the nuggets here um i i don't know i personally don't know that they're better i think that they're equal i will say this when we talked about the bones piece of all of this when bones got removed the nuggets went three and zero. they lost the one game where they didn't play anyone where they you know so they went 3-1 and one technically, but when they had their guys, they've been 3-0, and and they've, they've been three of the most impressive games of the year. I do think there, it is underrated in the NBA when a team knows who they are and moves forward cohesively, it's like really, really valuable. And I think the symbolic removal of Bones from the rotation at all, just to where it's like you knew going in he was not playing, there was just something, too, Denver had a little bit extra to give over these last few games, culminating with what was arguably their best game they've played all year. So I do wonder that. I wonder if Thomas Bryant complicates that a little bit. If now we go into a new era of like, what are we who yeah, play? We've been through
3: the uh, backup center <laughs> position battle before, we, but and it wasn't. We're pretty. ready for this, and it
1: wasn't pretty. But you know what? It was what? not pretty. I we'll
2: mean, like I'm open to tinkering with the bench, man. <laughs> yeah,
1: it might. <laughs> there t- might tinker away, and it is the time. Like I do like that they made this deadline at the before the All Star break, and now you get like to come back and have a few practices before. So basically, that'll be the real reset on the season. Lastly, the Nuggets have an open roster spot, and there's going to be a lot of players that now you can add in that. I mean, I I imagine there's going to be a handful of buyout candidates. (laughs) Russell Westbrook, the biggest name. Well, uh, the three biggest names
3: are probably all point guards. (sighs) Who are they? Russell Westbrook, John Wall, who's probably going to get bought out, and Patrick Beverley.
0: Oh my God dude what those are the
3: three <laughs> biggest names I've seen so far. none
0: of those seem like Denver guys to me They're
1: not they're that's because they're not. <laughs> but I mean even like targeted you know and yeah like I would I would be pretty surprised. I know Eric is worried about Westbrook.
0: I'm very worried about getting Westbrook ending up on this team. That is not a unit for Russell Westbrook no no that would yeah, be there's
3: tremendous. a unit for Russell Westbrook is in
2: China so. Michael Michael Malone, how are the vibes this year? I don't think they've ever been higher. Russell Westbrook. Yeah. <laughs> See
1: what happens. Nah. Oh man, that would be a rough one. I don't know, but there's other guys I think that are going to, to pop up. And Denver having an open roster spot to me is meaningful. Like they're, they're yeah, having the ability. Point to, point to, to me, add I I,
0: I think that that, that probably is is a lot of the motivation here. Is just clearing clearing but, a space for someone else to come in. Should we pour one last one out for Bones? Yes. He really
1: was a fun player, man. And there were some highs. To your point, game four against the Golden State Warriors was an all-timer. The game against the 76ers last year was an all-timer. There were multiple games in in at Ball Arena where he just had the crowd. Unbelievable. He was a great character. I mean, honestly, sincerely, he was a really great character, like just two fans, the way he was with fans. Um, and he represented – I think Bones Highland will officially go down as a – um, a character that existed in our purgatory stage. Yeah, you know what I mean.
3: Like, oh man, he got us through last year. Well, Nicole Jokic also he, won another MVP. Is but it Virgil,
1: who takes you through uh, purgatorio, nobody. Has, you know, this is not has my nobody, uh, territory. Has, has nobody read? You read books? Not that is this Dante? Yeah, yeah. yeah do you guys I remember? Read it. No. <laughs> He's the one that stewards you through. You know? I'll take your you word for it. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe he was right that on the us. Ri- on the
0: river bones. <laughs> the
1: river bones. Um. You guys have anything to say about him? We eulogize him here in Denver. Yeah, I mean, it's just really cool. It was brief,
2: but the connection he had with the fan base, or at least tried to foster, and you know, to what extent people felt that or not, like that's so few people do that, so few players do that in the modern NBA, and there's just a growing disconnect in my eyes between the fans and the people on the team and the team itself, and and uh, so. Bones, the way he fought for that and cared about it, and was willing to come here and do this and and talk to people, the dog park thing, like he was he was in Mister Nugget not yeah, because he was right. our guy, yeah. because he had earned it. He had and earned it. He was just such a vibes guy. So I think he's a really talented player. I don't know what his career will be. Um, we'll we'll find out. But I'm gonna miss him in Denver, regardless. Yeah. The brightest timeline, which we talk about often, would have included him playing well in Denver. It's not what we got. Onward, but. You know, I'll appreciate Bones, Mile High City, baby.
0: Yeah, so um, we had a deal with Bones.
1: Um, Made some, some shirts, shirts th- had a burger.
0: Right, but that has nothing to do with what the way that I feel about him as a player, the way that I feel about him, what he brought to the Denver Nuggets. I mean, I we've said this a lot of times, like, Bones is somebody that plays with joy. Bones is somebody that understands and embraces the entertainment side of basketball, which is like oddly rare in the NBA. He's somebody that sort of like gets the concept of the fan connection and and what it means to have like a meaningful uh, relationship with the city that you live in. And and he really made a concerted effort to do that. Um, He is one of the only players that will like talk to us and like, will acknowledge like this side of the world, uh, which is, you know, like a big thing. I mean, it's like a a cool connection to have that real pipeline into the team from a player standpoint. So I'm going to miss that a lot. Like I just, Bones Highland to me is somebody that is transcendently talented. He's able to shoot in a way that is just so rare in the NBA. Uh, I, Felt like he just lost his way quite a bit, and he was playing in a way that didn't make sense to him. Pressing a lot, um, trying to do things that were out of character, and in, in the end, it like really uh, soured the relationship on both sides. Clearly, um, I you know I really enjoyed having Bones on the team. I just I like vibey players. I enjoy the vibes of uh, you know like screaming out "Mile High City" and and all of that. St- "Mile High City, baby," like I'll miss that. Um, you know, it's, it's a bummer, and I, again, like, I don't think, I, I, I'm not overvaluing Bones, thinking, like, he is the secret to the Nuggets' success. How will we ever get by without Bones on this team? It's nothing like that. But I, again, like, I really, I just, I absolutely cannot stand giving up value for nothing, especially when, especially on the Nuggets, you see a team that's been built, not bought. This thing has been built painstakingly over a period of what like five six seven eight years now yeah um, and anytime you ship out a piece and get nothing in return it it just hurts that progress it's it's a it's a missed step um, so for that reason like I'm really uh, I'm bummed. but you know bones is great and we'll miss him um, I'm sure he's gonna torch us at some point in time and it's gonna be missed. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the coolest part about bones
3: and I feel like the reason why a lot of people just connected with him was because bones was real. He was a real person. And like you knew exactly the type of person he was, I feel like, and what he was thinking and where he was at because he was just real about it. And that's so rare in the NBA. It was one of his greatest strengths, but it was also part of his downfall here. I think, I mean, he got into it with coaches on the sidelines, like that realness of him yep. went the other direction, too. And keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah. And, I mean, he is really young, and he's got a lot to learn. And I bet when he'll even reflect back on his experience in Denver, he'll admit that he could have done things better here. A la
1: Bobo. Yes.
3: Probably. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he was a great personality. He was a great character for this team, and he was he provided us with just some, like,
1: Awesome nuggets moments. (laughs) Some awesome, awesome memories of his play. So let's move on now to what I feel like for Denver. These moves are significant, but part of me also feels like they're insignificant. Yeah, (laughs) like they're small. We're talking about some margin stuff here. I mean, for sure. I, you're all of the stuff we said. I think is true. Asset management, this or that. But the truth is, Denver's title odds in terms of their upside don't change very much this year going forward. I don't even know how much it changes. But other teams got a lot better today. And I would have oh to start nowhere else than actually what happened last night, which is with the Phoenix Suns acquiring Kevin Durant for four first unprotected draft picks, basically their entire future, and Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson. Now, I actually think this is a great trade, like a, a fair trade. It's rare, I feel, that there is trades where you kind of go, that actually is equal value. Four first unprotected picks plus two... Championship caliber players is really, really good return. But that being said, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Kevin Durant. That's a hell of a top four. Probably the best top four in all of the NBA. Uh, vote, you get to go first here. How good is this team, and and what do you make of this deal?
2: You know, they're as good as advertised. They're they're instant, just add water, contender favorites tier. They are, they are one of the teams to beat. I think all season we've looked out west and thought, There's no team that you, there's teams some of us fear. There's no team that you definitively say, oh, like, oh, that's like Denver can't hang. This is, there's a team now. This is the closest, some people will make that argument. I would argue that I would feel about 50% worse about this if it had happened in the summer and they had all season to figure this out. I do think even with a player of Durant's caliber, it's difficult to win a title at the deadline. Right. And those aren't small pieces, Mikal Bridges and Cam Johnson. They're right. good defenders. They're corner three. They're
1: point... they're the two biggest glue guys on the team. Like, they're best defenders.
2: They're... they're three point corner shooters. They're guys that have been a part of specifically oh, why no. Phoenix gives Denver a hard time. So this isn't, you know, it's it's not like Denver can't beat these guys. I, Denver was the best team in the league with arguably the best player in the league. This isn't if Denver's the three seed and someone else get gets KD. You're like, man. We just got pushed out. We're on the outside looking in. Denver is a team that had to be caught up with. Phoenix has done it. Phoenix is there, if not favorites. I would like to see the series. I would really like to see the series.
1: I mean, there's I a good chance we're going to see it. I think, real quick, Mikael Bridges <laughs> and Cam Johnson are like KCP and Aaron Gordon. They're not small pieces. They're not small pieces. Not. That sure. was just like, oh, I Dude, when the Suns lost
0: Cam Johnson, that's when they first <laughs> they started to the struggle, yep. yeah. That's when well. they first started to struggle at the beginning of the season.
1: Yeah. And well, also when Cam John- when the full team was healthy, they were un- unbelievable. Uh Wind, what's your instant reaction to that? They're a beast. They're going to be really really good.
3: Like <laughs> they're they're going to be awesome, I think. I mean, that's a team that can definitely win a championship in just like four months together i i really think so uh that being said can they be
1: guarded is the question like that's you're talking about four offensive players
3: oh they're incredible man it's it's an incredible starting lineup i mean chris paul deandre and kevin durant devin booker and d-line like that's an incredible starting lineup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know insert whoever you want there for your fifth player it'd be pretty funny if it's still tory craig it
1: yeah. might be honestly like i think it actually is the best option yeah um so no that's
3: I think they're going to be really, really good. I would still take the Nuggets in the series right now. Um, I don't think the Suns are going to be able to stop Denver. Nope. They are not going to have a prayer in stopping Nicole Jokic in the Nuggets. We'll see if Denver can stop them. Um, but, man, that could be a great Western Conference Finals. It really could
1: be. Could be a great first-round series also. Yeah, I was thinking about Hopefully this. So it's
0: like if you put the starting lineup side by side, it's like, okay, KD – Nikola Jokic. You give maybe the slight edge to Jokic, but that's pretty much a tie.
1: Yeah, two two top three players.
0: <laughs> yes, then you go, okay, then you have Devin Booker and Jamal Murray. Like, at this moment in time, you give the slight edge to Devin Booker, but, like, those two players exist in the same right. world. Like, yeah. there's a chance that they at least get We even.
1: all believe Murray can reach the Booker level and even outplay him, and we all believe it. Yes. Nobody outside of Denver
0: does. Chris Paul, maybe match up with KCP. Those two are probably somewhere even. Maybe KCP a little bit... I don't know, like uh more valuable know. at times. Like you could say Chris Paul Chris could get Paul, the more edge valuable there. at times as well. But he's he's on the I mean, Chris Paul is not the player he's been. But yes, I, I understand what you mean. Um we'll, we'll see. This we, is uh, like earlier
1: in the year I said LeBron's not the player he's been and he's average. He's still he's not, not the right well, now. he's not,
0: but yes. Uh and then uh, you go Aaron Gordon, DeAndre Ayton. Like do you maybe give the slight edge to Aaron Gordon? And then it's like that fifth position, then we have Michael Porter Jr. Right, Michael Porter Jr. running essentially unopposed there. It's yeah, like, yeah. is it T.J. Warren? Michael Porter Jr. much better than T.J. Warren? Or, or is it Tory Craig? Craig? Matter, yeah. Like this, actually, in my mind, I was like, wow, this really highlights the idea that we've been talking about all year. Like, Michael Porter Jr. is the difference maker for the Denver Nuggets. Like, his role in my mind becomes even bigger. Like that, that it could be well, where he
1: struggled with Mikael Bridges. He Bridges yes. guarded MPJ. I think better than any player guards him. And yes. losing him... Better than Norman Powell? <laughs> yeah. That's huge. No, that's
0: huge. It really wow. is. The
1: series maybe got And because part of this is, like, none of those guys... I mean, some of this is you want to see how it shakes out, how does that chemistry... Because we know that you can't just have three top scores. There's always a guy that's the third guy in touches, and yeah. creation, and everything else. And is that just going to be Chris Paul? And is he as valuable if he's like, well, it's not my turn? Yeah. Three out of four times, it's not my turn. Is he valuable there? We'll have to wait and see. The thing you got at, though... And I think, when this was your point... I've always said if Denver ever wins a championship in the Jokic era it's going to be more like the 2014 Spurs, a team that just yep. like so perfectly gets the most out of themselves. And the nature of the Suns guys, Booker, KD, Chris Paul, two things. They're really really good one-on-one players or pick and roll but one on, you know trying to score one-on-one, trying to make something happen. And there's diminishing returns on that. It's really high when you have two of the best to do it, like those the returns are still really really high, but they're also mid-range team and I like what what Wynn said here. They're going to make a lot of mid-range ISO jumpers on Denver. Yep. But if Denver is getting to the foul line, getting to the rim, and getting threes up, just keeping pace, even when you don't miss, is hard to do. And I think that is, if you're trying to talk yourselves into Denver against Phoenix, this team, you think, they might shoot 70% in the first quarter, all on mid-range pull-ups. Denver shoots 65%, but is getting threes, free throws, and layups. And Denver's up four points, and they're sitting there thinking, like, I'm on fire. But we're
0: down. And then you start to tweak things a this little bit. Also, too- you're down
1: seven at the half and <coughs> ten at the third. And
0: then, you know what? The, the most encouraging thing to me is that the Denver Nuggets matched up against the Golden State Warriors not even a week ago. And the Golden State Warriors were on pace to set the NBA record right. in three-point shots for a half. And the Denver Nuggets won that half. Right. The Denver Nuggets are unstoppable. They, there are so many. They are going to score every time down. The, 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 the Suns have no... Hope right. to stop the Denver Nuggets. It's now just going to be an arms race between the like when they match up. It's and a lot of it, and why I was looking at this Thomas Bryant move is like I think that the benches are going to have a lot more to say about the the final outcome than maybe they would before. That would be huge.
1: That'd be huge for Denver if that's the case. Yeah, if they're just like even in the playoffs, if they're just a hey, that's a net positive two two point net positive over that stretch.
2: And I think I think you made the best point. I, I was thinking the same thing this morning. It's not like. In abundance of the guys that killed Denver in the number one way Denver is susceptible, right? Like it's there. are it's some tough two-point shot makers. It's just a little different than like, oh man, can they guard all of Golden State's perimeter guys? Right. I'm not being naive. <laughs> like right. I really prefer that this had not happened. But this Suns on KD on this Suns team is not the most uh fear-inspiring or unstoppable team that we have seen in the last five, six years. They're not, they're a beatable group. And Denver is one of the teams, Denver is one of the few teams that even after these trades can look at Dallas and look at Phoenix and say, yeah, I, we can score with you. I don't know if you can score with us. I don't know. If, the, yeah.
1: And the way I'd put it, Eric, you were going one for one. And I would almost say it's the worst way to look at Denver. Like, I just think that Denver, as five guys, at their at their peaks this year, including the first quarter, of this last one, at five guys is, like, greater than the sum of the parts. And the parts are really good. And I don't know that Phoenix is going to be a team that is that way. They're going to be really good because the, the parts are all worth a lot. They're all really, really yeah. good. But that to me is where Denver beat him. And it just, this is why I say the 2014 Spurs, they smacked LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosch. If you just went one for one like that in that year, you probably would have said Miami. But in 2014, the Spurs were just so cohesive that they were better and it wasn't close. And to me, that's the vision here. If you buy Denver, you're buying them to be able to say they're going to look the same for four out of seven games. They're going to, yep. probably every game, but they're going to look the same. And it's just going to be an assault that you. You plug one hole and another one pops up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly agree with that. I mean that th- that is the one thing that the one contention I've had that we were talking about before, like, should Kyrie Irving go to the Lakers? Like, does that suddenly right. make them dangerous for the Denver Nuggets? It's like, no, you can't. You can't just put together chemistry and have it work right. in the same way. But I, my, my point with going one for one is that you also can. Like, if we're just talking about like the this, talent, the is talent, still the talent close. is not so much so that the that like it the balance just became swung completely out of uh source like the denver nuggets have comparable if not better talent uh, on their starting lineup and that's what we're talking about here is starting lineup versus starting lineup you know it's the same thing every time you put a bunch of superstars together it's like there's only one basketball like how much more can the Phoenix Suns score than what they were doing before with adding Kevin Durant. Like right. there can only be one shot that goes in per time down. So um, I, I just – the Denver Nuggets are operating in such a machine-like fashion that I'm like – I I am so thankful they didn't make any kind of move that affected the, the starting lineup. I mean like that that to oh, me would weren't going to do that. I know, but man. I'm saying like that would have been devastating. Like if you listen to just people that are – very casually following the NBA. And they, they, you know, they're like, they got Kevin Durant. Why didn't the Nuggets get Kevin Durant? Right, why, wouldn't, right, right. why weren't everybody in? It's like, no, the, the Nuggets have figured out the perfect recipe for a perfect machine-like off, offense. And now it's like, okay, now it's... But that's why we are now in a place where we're talking about these margin move, the moves around the margins. Like, does Thomas Bryant make them better? Do they have somebody to run right. that second unit? Margins. All of this stuff. It
1: is worth noting that currently the Phoenix Suns are the five seed, but they're going to be without Kevin Durant for a while, you know, until after the All-Star break, maybe even a little bit longer, probably at least until after the All-Star break. They're the five seed, and they just lost two depth pieces. So it's not like, oh, KD's out, that's fine, they'll roll a wrong. They're not going to have a very full roster for, like, two weeks. <laughs> They've got work to do. Maybe they will a-
3: be the, just the number one team for the buyout market, though. Like, everybody's going to want to go to Phoenix. Everybody.
1: Well, and actually, they were talking on Basketball Illuminati yesterday. I was listening to it as I was driving in. They were talking about KD to Phoenix and what it would do. And the whole thing was every player in the NBA wants to be in Phoenix, and they've had a terrible owner. But now they have a new owner and they have KD, yep. and it's like any like your to your point, any veteran would be like, I'll go live in Phoenix for one year. That's yeah. that's going to be great. NBA players love it. NBA players love it out there. It's one of their favorite cities. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's talk about some of these other moves that have gone down today. My God. Oh. Do we have time. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to start. Where the most interesting <laughs> ones are. Uh the Bucks ended up with Jay Crowder. That was one that was always going to happen. For the <laughs> can we just talk about
0: the value of second round picks this year? Five of them for what Jay is Crowder. going on. What is going on what is, what is happening with second round picks? I mean, but Jay Crowder to the Bucks, I know
1: we're not worried about the Eastern Conference because if you make it to the finals, you're kind of you know, you're just pumped to be there or whatever, but that he's a good player. He's now been to the finals, what was it, three straight years or something like Jay that? Jay Crowder, yeah. yeah. I mean I was I was thinking like Jay Crowder wouldn't look bad in Denver. Yeah, um, but he's in. He went to the Bucks, and I actually think if Denver were to meet up with the Bucs in a finals, that actually gives them a little bit of help against Denver specifically.
3: For sure, I mean Jay Crowder's proven. He's tested. It's funny when we were talking about a circle of trust guys on this show last week. I said that like I don't. I'm not the biggest Jay Crowder guy, but if he was on the Nuggets, he'd be in my circle of trust immediately. He's just one of those guys who you trust in the playoffs.
1: And I think if you think about how would Milwaukee guard them, part of why I felt confident about Milwaukee, I know that's so far in the future, but I felt confident was I thought you can't play Giannis at center, which is where they're really like their death lineup. You can't play him there because he can't guard Jokic. And you can kind of like stack the pain against Giannis to where you're not going to stop him, but it's not especially valuable against Jokic the way other players are. So to me, I always felt good. But if you now... Say they would want to close. If they got into a series and Brooke Lopez was played off the court, which I think is there's a good chance that would happen, you would put Jay Crowder on Jokic and use Giannis on on Aaron Gordon. Yeah. And that's like the best possible. When we talk about that Tucker and Bede thing, Giannis Crowder in that way
0: is probably even more impactful. Mm-hmm. That like feels harder like, to score over. A, that feels you know. like future barbecued chicken, though. That feels like when they put <laughs> they put Draymond on Jokic because that was their center, and it was like, oh man, he can't solve this smaller defender. And then it's like, no, I solved him. Just t- took a little bit. And then he figured it it's out. It's not like,
1: about solving him, though. It's about solving. Jan's but I mean, thing. like,
0: but it's it's this type of thing. Solving that look, mm. that uh, way to defend. Like, there, there's always for every move, there's a counter move, and I mean. Look no further than Nikola Jokic to figure that out. We don't. I didn't. We don't have to spend too much time.
1: I do think it makes him better, though. So that's one interesting thing. The move that's in, inter- it does not appear as OG Ananobi has been moved.
3: The, the Raptors didn't, didn't move do anything. Them. Well, they bought.
1: They, got, they, they got, purchased. They yeah. got
2: Jaka Jake, Pirtle. Jaka Pirtle.
1: Everybody wanted Yaka for I mean, some reason. the
2: OG thing just hit. I. It seems like it hit Toronto's bottom line was was silly. OG, yeah. OG is is a potentially elite role player. Yeah, yeah. Very few teams want to pay a star package. To get that, I mean, and that that's fair. By the way,
1: I mean, like, would you pay a star package for Aaron Gordon right now, knowing how good he makes the Nuggets? I, th- so, part of me is I agree with you, but part of it's like, Memphis should have done what it took to get him. In my opinion, like Memphis I, is the team to I'm me that's like fourth in the West. You want to get the, the
2: Aaron West, no. Gordons on the deal that Denver got Aaron Gordon on? You don't want to be the team that has a, that's Jerry lost star his mojo. Package <laughs> for <week>. I, I
3: <laughs> mean, th- he's lost something because I have. They're
1: about to lose Fred Van Vliet yeah. for nothing. Yeah. He, yeah. He's lost something.
0: <laughs> I, I, it
1: might come through no it's 21 minutes i was gonna say these are like 10 15 they're never no we're done minutes. here we're, we're done. done sometimes there's 10 minutes late but not not yeah, more than yeah, that yeah, yeah. so anyway that's good news because there were rumors that he could go to golden state there are rumors he can go to memphis yeah. and i think in new Pol- orleans new orleans well new orleans was the one team i thought it wouldn't have made sense they have so many defensive wings dyson daniels herb jones are already really good so i don't know either way it doesn't matter it didn't happen and that's D- Denver Dodged a Bullet. What did happen, though, Gary Payton, on a smaller scale, Gary Payton went back to the Warriors. <laughs> that's hilarious. It actually is.
3: Dude.
1: I, I don't know what's going on in Portland right now. What's going on in Golden State? <laughs> what's going on in Golden State makes sense. They got yeah. rid of Wiseman, which I think For 22nd well, rounders? Hey, you want to talk about losing value, What? Like, that, yeah. That's like a mega-Bones. Yeah, I is, is. mean, we're, we're talking about we should have held on to Bones Highland <laughs> for the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Why did
3: they just... Well,
1: well, I don't know. It really is the weirdest timing, but you want to know something? Bo, uh, Wiseman was like... Whatever player you want to say, where if you're like, if it just weren't for him, if you took it out, the numbers are good. And I think it's a little unfair, but not that unfair, that the Warriors got better by just being like, it's insane throwing him away essentially. I cannot
0: believe the plight of Wiseman. I was I looking of kid. I mean, like, I just can't believe he's that inept as a player. Like, he's I mean, just bad. <laughs> he's just bad. It also it's,
1: It was a dumb pick to begin with because he's like an offense of minded. Really childish, like very young, you know, immature guy. Yeah. And it's like, man, Bigs who come in that are like uh, immature usually stay that way for their time. JaVale McGee's and, and Dwight Howard's. There's not a lot of precedent of like those type of guys. And then on top of it, he was always bad defensively. Yeah, <laughs> this Which idea is crazy. That, this idea that you're going to get a center who can't guard and is not that good on offenses was always wide. whatever. Yeah, whatever. They got rid of him, and I think it makes him better, makes him more clear. Definitely. But they also got Gary Payton who. I think there are players, and it's going to be true of Denver as well, there are players that are better in Denver than anywhere else. There's going to be players that are better in Golden State than anywhere else. And Gary Payton's one of them. Why? Because he's atrocious on offense. He's atrocious. Except
3: against the Nuggets in the playoffs. <laughs> Except against the Nuggets in the playoffs. When but he's atrocious on
1: offense. But you have a team that's like, it doesn't matter. They're so good on offense, you can afford it. So for me, I think the Warriors got better today.
2: Yeah, yeah there's no doubt. I'm really glad they didn't get OG. That would have sucked. The late smoke suggested they might. Well, first of all, Gary Payton II, its like that guy maybe should have just been on the roster the whole time.
1: You uh, know, did you see though that the Warriors saved thirty million dollars in luxury tax uh, payments at this deadline? Maybe, yeah. So
2: maybe they are light years. I
1: I'm guess. saying, man, like, <laughs> maybe that's a light years move. Um, drafting Wiseman was not though. Have to. You're them, right. You're right. You know, but, but we can't give him too much credit.
2: I can't. To me, I mean, yes, Golden State is. I'm just not writing them off until they're eliminated. You know you what I mean? Yeah. Just, I'm just not doing you it. Just Especially can't do if it they, their
1: problem was they only had what five guys, six guys. Because I count Divincenzo as a guy I trusted. They had six guys, six and a half. Why? Uh, uh, Kaminga is a guy that sometimes you can count on. Nah, you're right. Not, I, six not, six not circle trust. I like Kaminga. I some like bucket? him. <laughs> but, but but now they have seven and a half guys, and then like that's a meaningful amount, man. You might be able to win a title with seven. And you a need half guys. seven for sure. 8 probably but 7 and 7
3: Yeah. Future.
2: The Portland side of this to me is l- such a, a a white flag wave, Do you know? Is that I have to check it out. I'm sure it's just to get under the table. Gary tax.
3: Payton's barely played this season though for them. He's well, he was hurt, hurt the
2: whole was year, hurt. but he just got back. But but gave up was playing on him well. now to get Kevin Knox. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he
1: was Here's the, the thing. Gary Payton was that. playing well and the Blazers kept, were not. And I I, I don't know that Blazers team is just not good, man. They're just not good. Oh, um, not, Matisse, not surprised. they got they Matisse, Matisse Dybold? They also right. got Kevin Knox, which is like one That's of my least I favorite players. What that to is. me, Kevin Knox is like Moody where there's yeah. guys where you're like, man, they struggled, but they were so highly touted. It's like, yeah, that was a mistake. They're like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <to> Kevin <laughs> Knox, Kevin true. Knox,
3: <laughs> he passes the eye test when you're not watching him play. Just like when you're watching him get dressed. Just oh, because like, he's so
1: tall. Yeah. Thin and when you're up. watching
3: him in layup lines, he passes the eye test. He looks
1: so athletic and can shoot. Yeah. Um, I, do th- I think the Clippers also got better, because they end up getting um, God. Mason Plumlee, which is like... It's funny to think about this, but one of the reasons I did not fear them in any capacity was because they had Zubats and no one else, and I just kept thinking, like Moses Brown, and I kept thinking, Yoke murders Zubats, oh. and then he they have no one behind him, and it's even worse. You're going to have to go to a... Hey, he's going to murder Plumlee, too. Y- yes, but differently than he would, say, Marcus Morris, or, or like... A, The compromise of, we don't have anybody there. This is what happened... Again, let's go back to that Blazers series. Yoke murdered uh, Nurkic, but the Blazers still won when Nurkic was on the court. But every game he fouled out, and then they had to be like, I don't know, Carmelo Anthony? Like, whatever. And then it was curtains. Like, the Nuggets went on 20 to 5 runs. I think that Plumlee will hold Jokic below the 20 to 5 run. I don't. Yeah. He might not. I... (laughs) But I
2: get I get what you're saying. A, be, a better, better, better chance at least. Look, we'll he's yeah. got he's watching.
3: got six fouls. He's got
1: six fouls to give. Yeah, in size. Yeah, sure. They'll yeah. go quick though those fouls. <laughs> with, with I in particular. Um, I get what you're saying. They also get rid of Reggie Jackson, but pick up Eric Gordon. I feel like Eric Gordon's that hard one because he's been on in purgatory himself for so long that we're not exactly sure how good he Are is. we?
3: Are you talking yourself into the Clippers
1: again? I I just my point is <laughs> that you they doing got better. The thing? My point is that they got better. I've always said I like the Nuggets against the Clippers specifically. Yeah. I have been firm but on that. But
2: now that they got Eric Gordon.
1: But I'm just saying I'm they just got kidding. better. They got better. <laughs> they did. They did. That my only point is they got better. They still didn't get better at the pick and roll, which is why I think Denver can beat them cuz yeah. I think any team that doesn't play pick and roll then yeah, if you can't attack
0: Denver's weakness, then Denver's strengths are better than yours. Dude. But they got better. <laughs> the one, the, the, they made some good moves. I'm not worried. The one thing that I think that we can they really look at here is that Denver, the Denver Nuggets, are still absolutely in the driver's seat when it comes to. Oh no! Careful. Careful. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Come on. Maybe When it difference. comes to oh, home no. court advantage yeah. in the playoffs, playing in the city of Denver at altitude is something that the Nuggets have on their side. They it doesn't nothing about any of the moves today based on the gap and the timing or whatever, I don't feel like the Denver Nuggets have, have lessened their grip on that number one spot at all. And that's going to be meaningful. Like even with, even say we match up against Kevin Durant and, uh, all, all of the Phoenix suns, like they have to come here. They have to come here for, you know, seven games at, 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 at worst. Um, you know, and you know, got to win four of them, and four of them will be here. So that, that is very meaningful.
1: Uh, the Grizzlies might have gotten better as well. Not as better as I expected, but they, their biggest problem was they couldn't score in the half court, and they didn't have shooting. Well, they added Luke Kennard for Danny Green. How that fits, that's one of those moves where it's like, we'll see how it fits. Where do they play? What's their rotation? It changes a lot. But look, they had no shooters. Now they have one of the best in the game. They
2: did, but I actually think of all the teams out west... Who looks at the way today went and goes yikes? I would say it's them. I I agree. I would say I it's agree. them because I don't think they were where Denver was to begin with. I thought they had some catching up to do. So, but everybody else sees Denver and Memphis the same. I agree, and so they'll view Denver that you, way. That's like, true. We're gonna, but I we disagree with them. I earnestly disagree. Yeah. I think I think Memphis is the team that absolutely needed to get substantially better after the KD thing. I mean Denver too, but more
1: so Memphis, and they didn't. In Luke Kennard moved the needle for you with Memphis at all? <laughs> no, no? <laughs> no. Who was their Who was their second best shooter though prior to this? Um, Conchar. Conchar, sure. Yeah. This is my point: is they didn't have one. Like, just giving you a second thing can be meaningful. I'm not scared of Luke Kennard. Come. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, lastly, the Lakers got better. Just. They were really bad, so it was hard for them to get worse. But they got rid of, again, their biggest anchor in Russell Westbrook. A player who David McManus says was a vibes vampire. (laughs) Holy smokes. I'm telling you, man, I know you hate when I say this, but the LeBron camp is so dirty, man. So dirty. It took ten seconds before Dave McMenamin oh, that, came out. I have, out, started I'd have no pushback going. on that. I have no pushback. On <laughs> Honestly, like that's a fire yeah. fire quote. Can you imagine, like, right now, just if the, uh, you know, with Denver, like, the reports start coming out of, like, you know, you just don't. I don't know. It's, it's just, true.
2: No, it's it's a lot. It's Bones a lot. was
1: a what? Bones was a vampire we, to this team. The best like, part about that like, quote like, wow. is, uh, well, I mean, with how the fan base
3: has taken it, it might not be yeah. the worst decision to leak some of that. <laughs> yeah,
1: to leak some of that, you know? yeah. <laughs> McMenamin
2: explained the analogy too. He's like, uh, he's. He's like a vampire, which means he's sucking the blood out of the locker. Room. You're like, yeah, no, I got
0: it. You're like, which means at some point in time, Tom Cruise will portray him. In yeah. <laughs> uh, but they did get, in my opinion, meaningfully
1: better. That's another team that had no shooting. LeBron is still good. I mean, they're you talked about the chemistry thing with Phoenix. The one with the Lakers is the one where you're like, these guys Dude. are talented, but are they gonna come together? I doubt it. But LeBron and AD pick and roll is still very hard to defend. We barely see it because they're never healthy together, but it's still very hard. And now you give them two of the best shooters over the last year, and D'Angelo Russell shooting 50% over the last like 30 games, and Malik Beasley, who we all know makes open shots and loves to get shots up. Mm-hmm. Then you give him Jared Vanderbilt, which I actually feel like is a good move for everyone but Denver. If their plan is to play Wendy and Gabriel and. and Vanderbilt against Denver, like come on, man.
3: They need to get another big man. They need if to they're add. going to be serious. About
1: what about what, what about Demarcus Cousins? I mean, they might be the buyout candidate for Demarcus <laughs> oh, Cousins player, and they're the
2: team that's like, what are you? What is he going to do? Make it more LeBron? Yeah, over there? exactly. Like, screw it. Just
1: so I don't know. The Lakers to me also got better, and and they're the team of all of these ones that I look at and go like, man, that <laughs> that team was drawing dead. They were a zero on the concern scale, and now they're not that high, but they're like a ten. Yeah, maybe a twenty out of a hundred. Yeah, well, Denver's good. Like Denver, we should. Count yeah, yeah, eight. yeah. I mean, the the Suns are like to me like a sixty. I mean, know? I'm They're like not, a, no team is like I'm like a
0: ten that I'm get hit by a car today. <laughs> look, look, man, like <laughs> which the, is actually pretty high. I'm gonna be the, the bottom the
3: line of today is the Nuggets entered today. I think you can st- as so, a team oh, that you can right. still call the favorite in the West, and they they did get they no exited the I mean, day <laughs> as a team <laughs> that you can still <laughs> call the favorite in the West. Yeah. Like that's the bottom line. There's they're still right up there. They're the favorite
1: to you? I mean they're not um, the DraftKings Sportsbook.
3: To me, yes. Yeah. I would I still would pick the Nuggets coming out of the West. Um but I don't think like they they did not get worse today, the Nuggets. Like they entered today, I think like with the same, you know, ceiling uh as they exited today with. So like I think the Nuggets even got a little
0: better today.
1: Their nuggets, where do they fit in the Western Conference pecking order in your mind right now? They're still number
0: 1. They're still they're, number 1. They're, like who's number 2? Uh Phoenix? Phoenix, yeah. For sure. Phoenix pretty easily. Yeah. The, one, the West
3: so. was wide open all year. Now it seems like it's a two horse
0: race. I really confu- I'm really confused with what Dallas has. Um we obviously did, we didn't see it. Kyrie looked really good. They looked really good last night. But
1: Kyrie is so I think Kyrie is the most misanalyzed player in the NBA. Because you take the stuff that's very real about what he is as a character, and then you inject it into the basketball, yeah, where it's like but that actually doesn't
0: fit. He's really talented. He's, he's really, player. really no, he's really talented. Um, <clears throat> Memphis, yeah, like I, there's a lot of confusion, but I do think it's a two horse race. I think it's it's Denver and Phoenix.
2: Yeah, I mean Phoenix um, has earned to be to like plug everyone and be right in that conversation. They do have to go do it though. They yeah. have, they have work to do. It's a deadline move, and that team is significantly different. And Phoenix, by the way, even when for all their talent, at their very best was a team that was firing on all cylinders, operated like a machine. You can lose some of that when you trade two glue guys. So they have work to do. And until they go out and show that they're better than the Nuggets, the Nuggets are have been definitively the best team out West. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta take that from them. So
1: I am going to tell you, this is my final thought on the matter. I think Denver is second, and I like it. Because I actually think it's the place Denver's supposed to be. Right. I actually think there's something to it. Like we always talk with the Serbs when they're all, at, you know, how do you feel about the EuroBasket? They rolled through the pool play. Oh, I don't like it. I don't like when we're the favorite. I always prefer the underdog. I kind of feel the same for Denver. I feel like this puts them at a spot where they're going to be the number one seed, but the second favorite in the West. Yeah. And in that, and that, I think it's a really, really great fraud. Cities, Belly. Oh, it's, it's a great spot to be in. Because I'm with you. I think that Phoenix team is really good, but I think Denver can. like The ideal of the Nuggets can be better than them. And now it's exciting because if they reach that ideal, it becomes so much more meaningful. It's like, no... Don't say they lucked up and won a bubble title. Don't say they just had an easy right, path. Right. And it was the Midwest, and the Midwest, and they got it there. Like Now you get to say, no, if they get there, if they get to the finals, you get to say, look at all the bodies on the floor, the LeBron, the KD, the, the Kawhi, the they Booker. Could they could go
3: through, like, Luka, LeBron, Kevin Durant, and then yoker and booker
1: and then you know, like now you can look at it and say denver is not hopeless against any team in the nba i mean i don't care what you say they're not hopeless against them they're one of the teams they're they're, one of, the they're teams. one of the teams and and it would be very gratifying to be able to get them i do think if we go phoenix number 1 denver 2 i think the clippers i mean you guys can see me i think the clippers are coming around and into form i hate it they're the most soulless team that's ever existed and i get why you would doubt them but they still are talented and i think they are <laughs> they're talented for sure I think Dude, the Warriors are. are actually, it. I'll go Warriors and then Clippers. Um, Dallas is intriguing to me. I kind of want to see yeah. what it is. They. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what they are? And then, sadly enough, I hate to admit it, the the Lakers to me are now in that conversation where Memphis is. Where I'm like, they're good teams, man. Like they're just not. I just D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley given the requisite shooting that they were missing, and they still have LeBron, who's looking better and better as the months go by and and the medicine kicks in. All right, what else do we have? What do we
0: have? Some super chats. I mean, I know somebody who the who had Kevin Durant acquisition didn't work for. It's the Brooklyn Nets. That was an absolute train wreck. They had three can't miss superstars. They paired. We got to find a way to get Kyrie to Phoenix. Then I mean, oh, I think he's coming. Yeah, he's
1: coming. <laughs> I think Kyrie's working on that as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right, who
0: can read? Nate
2: Franson wants us to know with the information available, uh, what is the logic behind the trade for such a low reward? It's baffling. I can't see any beyond being cowardly safe. I think we touched on it earlier, man. Like it. it clearly got so bad, you know, behind the scenes or however you want to frame it, they felt like this this trade needed to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to agree with it. It's just that's the, the reasoning.
2: Jacob McQueen, get Russ after the buyout
3: and it's a win. <laughs>
2: Hell no. How is that a win? <laughs> hey, if you pay it, I'll say it.
1: Are you trying to win the Twitter impression <laughs> award of the month? Trying to win my downfall. I'll tell you who would be the biggest loss for me personally, bro. Man. If yeah, like, I
0: just cheer for Russell Westbrook, the, if there's boogie nobody cousins who... in Russell Westbrook in uh, year, t- one year after the next, like I
1: I love. I actually like Russ as a character and as a team. I think he's actually good like that. But basketball wise, horrible fit. And also media wise, he's the biggest a hole to media. Well, he's Eddie just player. an a hole
3: in general, and he yeah. sucks.
1: Yeah. He's a, the biggest. Per- I can handle the a holes to media. <laughs> Like, whatever, half of them are. But man, he's not a good basketball yeah, he's player. Because, oh, yeah, he's, a, he's a
0: terrible basketball player that's also a ball hawk. Oh, like, going to really
3: hit when he signs tomorrow. Bro, don't uh-huh.
0: Oh, my uh-huh. God.
2: Please get to the rest of the super chats. I'm sad. <laughs> Scruffy the janitor. The difference. This asset tanked his own value. Uh, I don't know what this is in reference to, the, but, but it's true.
0: Between, yeah, the difference between. Uh, yeah, I guess... What was the other... I don't Nurkic, know who but was. he did Maybe. it too. So. Nurkic, Oh, absolutely. Nurkic, 100%. Per- it's honestly the same... The There's simil- a lot the of parallels yeah. that uh, you know we'll probably
1: discuss in the coming Except weeks. for there that Nurkic par- got
0: par- us a good player back. And Mason yeah. Burnley, uh, <laughs> that is true,
1: actually. <laughs> Didn't wow. get any second-rounders back you know what back here's, the thing. here's the thing, though, that I think is underappreciated. The player you got back in the Bones Highland trade is Christian Brown. He wasn't playing. He's really good. I know it's not the same. You still want to, from an asset management, get somebody back. But... Christian Brown was not playing now he's playing and he's really good
3: yeah
0: sure
1: yeah Oh, sorry, Mixer. Hey, Wind, guess who was a second
2: round pick? Yeah, it was Jokic. Dude, it.
0: Dude, slam no it! Come on, Wind! Since you Wake said
2: up. second round picks mean nothing. Come on, dude. He felt that needed to be pointed out. He dude, does love dunk it. Dunk your though. head in to the toilet, <laughs> Wind. You <laughs> idiot.
1: He <laughs> just got two Jokic's, bro. Oh, man. Uh, you're <laughs> Two Jokic's. Why are we listening to Wind over here? <laughs> Get wrecked, you dickhead. Tyler Peters. I'm happy
2: for Bones. Love you, kid. Best of luck. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I can't
1: say I'm happy for him. Like, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not. That. I'm not at all. <laughs> I love both. I can't. Say I'm, I'm, I'm sad for, for us. us. I'm sad for us too. Uh,
2: Mahalo, Mahalo, Mahalo. Improvement comes from within, and we have our guys. LFG. I love that. It love sounds it true. It feels it true. It sure sounds it true. Sounds I'll so repeat pretty. it this week a couple of times. <laughs> Daniel Walters, bones leaving is the only evidence we had that we, we didn't it. <laughs> It's Damn true. that it's so true. It's true. It's been disproven. It's been disproven. <laughs> <laughs> that is a grand difference. It's it been moved disproven. Dave text Chris Haynes, tell people I'm not available. I'm okay, sorry. Uh, Malik Moore, why would we not be interested in a Beverly buyout Gives another defensive option uh, for a newfound bench identity for cheap. <sighs> I don't know. You got Beverly,
3: Beverly's actually a little interesting. I think. <laughs> no, I think Beverly's interesting. Winds intrigued. I am intrigued by Beverly. Oh my god!
0: Aren't there any like people on death row we could bring in? Just like absolute <laughs> low out, <character>. of, out <laughs> of the big three
3: point guards in the buyout market, Westbrook, Wall, Beverly. I'm definitely most intrigued Can by. You just Beverly. bring back
2: Moutier or like what are you doing, D-line man? I. Go to Jimmy John's. Get yourself a nice sandwich. Oh, you know, I actually want to go there after get this. Get yourself something nice. Uh, William Mitchell. I watched my team waste six months to do a trade they should have done a while back, and the Suns got KD. I am slightly annoyed. <laughs> if it helps, you won literally the last available title, William. Yeah, that's true. You're the... Oh, dude,
1: I'm telling you, there's nothing that... That's the ultimate thing, the Mad Men line. What's happened is just a moment before you need more heavy. so true, dude. dude. I'm telling you, nothing, any, if anybody that knows Warriors fans... I. I would never guess they would be as miserable as they, they are. are. miserable. It doesn't make sense to me. Tyler Peters. It will soon. <laughs> I Super hope. chat. I can't wait to be that miserable.
2: <laughs> 2K viewers, 60 likes. It's now up to like 300 likes. Tyler, we're going to
1: attribute that to you. Good stuff. We had 2K viewers? Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I didn't even look. Over 2K. Is that 300 I've likes? I've been so money? locked into yeah, this uh, wow. storytelling. Twenty twenty. Yeah, hit the like, man. Give us a little like a Benjamin was, Heyman. It's free.
2: How does Kevin Durant stack up with Jokic? Two top three players, right?
1: Kevin Durant's I mean, not a well. top three player. <laughs> oh, you're right. Dude. I mean, when you start to go into it, you got Giannis, Embiid. I mean, obviously Jokic. Giannis, Embiid, Curry, KD. Yeah. That's your top five. Luka? Luka, to me, is probably six. Luka's a better player than Kevin Durant, bro. <laughs> He's a better floor raiser, for sure. I think Jokic is better. How I think Jokic is better. There we go. How about that? All right, there's uh, the top six. Is there that. another player we're forgetting? I, I prefer the Curry. back-to-back MVP. I put Curry oh. in there. So that's a t- there's a top six before you drop off to They're like the Tatum tier. <laughs> The Tatum tier. <laughs> <laughs> James Passage
2: opens box, adds Mile High City baby shirt next to Kemper, Kemperner shirt. Kemperner oh, no. Shirt, Chris Harris Jr. jersey and all my Colorado Rockies Oh, man. I'm so sorry,
1: James. You know what? You could wear the bone shirt. It's cool. It's <laughs> <Is laughs> a cool, is cool shirt. The Il- de-, de los muertes is coming up.
0: You that's could argue true. its value and just you, went up. That's, that's a, you could argue that. Yeah. Although yeah, I, mean, I would you'd, check. You'd be wrong. Well, I mean, I, currently it's valued at two second rounders. I would Yeah, I would check the locker uh, in a few days. I would say that the value will not go up. (laughs) I'll give
1: you a couple of minutes (laughs) We've raised the price (laughs) on our both t-shirts. Now we're three-second
2: (laughs) rounders. You know, the last time Jokic played Plumlee, he dropped 40, 27, and 10. (laughs) Plumlee had five fouls in (laughs) 19 minutes. So, yeah, I'm not worried. I
0: mean, you
1: have to understand that it is with – the thing you're trying to avoid is Anthony Uh, Davis playing the five if you're the Lakers, and this allows him to do that a little bit better. Isn't he on the Clippers, though? What's that? Isn't he on the Clippers though? Oh yeah, it was Clippers. You're right. It was Clippers. Yeah, who are they got? Then as their help? Cousins is who the Lakers are going to get. Yeah, Cousins. They're, will totally be the guy. Darren They're totally getting it. That's 100. Yeah, percent Bring Dwight Darren Howard Coulson over from is Taiwan out there somewhere.
2: Let's just go find him. But at the end of the day, Brown over Bones can't be too bad.
0: I, yeah. I like that. I like. We that could energy. have done that without Brown is just the trade, so but yes, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the Bra- point, Brown yeah.
1: is just so like. I am excited for the Brown era. Are You ready for uh, the brownout,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fernando? Para Nuggets still got the best starting five, and Brown, yes they and do. Brown <laughs> and Bryant and Vlacco and Zeke are solid. Bring on the Suns and others, because Nugs are winning it all.
1: Gonna be sweet if they do. I'm sitting here talking as we're reading these super chats to uh, AJ Hayfley, who just covered a, champ- a Stanley Cup championship abs uh, team. Yeah, and what's he upset about? No no, he's actually telling he's watching us saying what are you guys so upset about? And he, you know his his note to me here is that championship teams need everyone, even the end of bench guys pulling the rope in the same direction. And I honestly think it's an underrated comment. And like I think Calvin Booth I do think this is part of his calculus. Just in talking to him like some of his calculus is he knows the value of it takes every little ounce of your team to be of the same mind and mm-hmm. and like Thinking the same thing, doing the same thing, feeling the same thing, and whatever. And whether or not Bones could have been salvaged in that, forget it, it's over, it's done with. But I do think that there is a better chance than ever that the Nuggets have 15 guys that are all pulling in the exact same direction for the rest of the year. And I think that it's underappreciated how important that can be for a team that's at this stage.
3: You know one reason Calvin Booth knows that? Because he was one of those guys.
1: Yeah,
2: 100%. At the end of the bench. Yeah, Totally. I think it's just that you feel like along the potential timeline of Bones in Denver, to wind up with, regardless of whose fault it is, to wind up with what they wound up with feels disappointing. But I think the dynamic you describe is is in play.
1: And here's one thing we'll always learn. You, when you're on a good team with a great culture, does everybody look a little bit better? And there's a feeling right now, of Nuggets don't have a lot of draft picks because they've traded away so many to get here, this idea of like where are you going to get the next wave of talent, it just might be that whatever players you bring in here are 40 percent better a la bruce brown a la kcp and a la maybe even christian brown where it's like hey denver's gonna end up adding peyton watson has a better chance of panning out now because he's gonna be in this culture in this system and they'll add other pieces that have a good chance of just becoming the seventh and eighth best players
3: the next wave of talent i mean yeah that stuff will matter a little bit here and there what really matters is if the Nuggets stay healthy and if Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., of course, Aaron Gordon and KCP ball out in the playoffs. Like that, that's really what matters. If if your big guys come up for you.
0: Most assuredly. That's what matters. Most in the assuredly. End. But I do think that because there is a lot of talent being pooled, that it then does become important for all of the team, all of the All of the margins become all the more important. And I just pray, as I always do, to the very benevolent basketball gods whom I revere and would never cross that (laughs) the Nuggets do not find themselves in a a position where they're like, oh, my God, we need a backup point guard. All right. Nuggets still have Jokic. I'm excited for it. And we're going to be back right here
1: watching Jokic play. There's more Super Chats. Oh, wait. We have two more? S. Williams looking for some Hell trade yeah.
2: grades, post-trade vibes. He likes Thomas Bryant. So do mm-hmm. I, man. I think that's a good trade. Thomas good. Bryant,
1: hey. that's a good trade. Jones yeah. Highland. What else we got? Not good. Second-round <laughs> picks, greater than Zach Collins. Still, hey man, at uh-huh. least we did not get Zach Collins. Yeah, I'm with that. <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> that's an hates A. Zach Collins. That's so funny. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> swapping Collins for Zach Collins? <laughs> <laughs> that's an ultimate vibe.
3: like You're tough, like, did tough I just vibes. Sort of a Portland fan? Maybe. No Thomas Malachi Flynn. No, no Zach Collins.
1: Is Thomas Bryant like really cool and fun and hilarious or something like? He's not Zach Collins. All right. Well, there you go. All right, everybody. We're going to be right back here in just a couple hours previewing the Nuggets as they take on the Orlando Magic in the new era of the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) Hit that like button one last time for us on the way out, guys. We'll see you in a couple hours.